Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 and podcast. This is podcast number 72. And uh, first and foremost, we're joined by a very special guest, New York's finest, Johnny Buckets. Johnny Sinero, how's it going, bro? Doing well, man. Just trying to survive out here. How you guys doing? We're good. We're good. I'm also joined by my boy, Christian. How you doing, bro? Doing all right. Uh, sensing a common theme with uh, with all these sporting games this this like new season. You, would, I would call it. So uh, looking forward to getting into it with you guys. For sure, for sure. Also joined by the very beautiful Steph. How are you doing, bro? The very I'm beautiful good. eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. I can I can't wait to talk about the game against Tondela that we won two nothing with a lot of class. So let's get it on. And last but not least, also joined by my boy Nando. Nando, how's it going, bro? Hey, man, it's going well. Uh, Sporting one, we're on a little win streak here. Let's get to it, man. All's all's right in the world. We're in third place. Facts. (laughs) We're in third place. Befica and and Porto are fighting for the title. It's like we're almost back to normal. (laughs) Anyways, the world is coming back around, man. Let's get straight into the lineup. Let's straight into the big 2-0 victory against Tondela on Thursday. Um, a very dominating performance from Sporting. I'll go straight into the lineup. They had Luis Maximiliano in net, Eduardo Kurajma keeping his spot with Quatch and the addition of Jeremy Mathieu, uh, with Kamashu, Wendel, uh, Mateus Nunes, and Nuno Menj on, uh, in the midfield, with Jovan Cabral, Gonzalo Plata getting the start, and Sporar up top, with substitutions of Stefan Ristovski, Christian Borja, uh, Rodrigo Bataglia, Chico Gerald and Pedro Menz, of course, with this new added uh, five substitution rule. Johnny, our special guest, I'll start it off with you, dude. What were your thoughts on on uh, the game on Thursday? Yes, sir, boys. So I just want to say the Lion Cubs are officially back. Let's taking go. Over, taking over, stepping up game after game after game after game. Those who talk shit about the 10 mil are really quiet right now. Um, the Amurin blueprint is in full effect. Uh, seven players under 23 were on the pitch. Uh, different flow, much more daring. And you can't but love that as a supporter. As a supporter, you can't help but love that, to be honest with you guys, man. Best team we had in about five years. That's just my opinion. Uh, Christian, I'll, I'll pass it off to you next. What were your thoughts, dude? Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to talk shit about the 10 mil, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, crazy that, it's crazy that it took the 10 mil to even get to the point that we're at that we've all been saying. But, yeah, I'll give him credit, though, for what, where it's deserved. He is uh, – he is uh, – he is ha- – has the team performing well, for sure. The, the best that they've been – performing i would say maybe at at what any point this season this run of games like three games in a row that's as good as any other you know run of consecutive matches that that they've uh they've strung together this season which has been overall pretty shaky um and uh yes solidified in third so pretty much i guess the of the Lion Cubs, the one that, that I am surprised that I'm excited with the most has been uh, Nuna Mims, honestly. I've been very, very pleasantly surprised, and I'm shocked that, like, 
the players that are mentioned that are always training with the first team, you know, that was the classic, like Silas was just like all these players like Jolson and stuff. They're always training with the first team. Anthony Walker's always training with the first team. I don't even remember seeing him that much. I guess he was, but you know, he wasn't even focused on that much, but he stepped right in and you know, he's, he's quality. Yeah. I couldn't mm -hmm. agree more with you. For sure. For sure. Tough. Kid's class. Kid is Tough. class. Cutting, you know, Cutting down runs, you know, I wouldn't test that kid. That kid is going to be something special. Um, he's got a nose for the goal, too, which I really like. He drew that penalty. Uh, mm -hmm. Almost scored from outside the box. If you do remember, he took that, that shot. That really showed his confidence right there. Um, just oozing confidence, that kid. Oozing. At an extremely and, young age, too. Kids like what, 17? Extremely, extremely young age. He just turned um, 18 a few days ago. He just turned 18. Yeah. He signed yeah. a 45 mil clause on his birthday. The kids on top Good of couple right of now. days. Um, yeah. it, was, it was such a big deal that uh, his family, you know, his mom went with him. They were crying, emotional, uh, because that's when he uh, basically became a professional, contract professional for the first time. So, uh, you could see that kid, uh, he's got the DNA of Sporting. So that's awesome. That was uh, actually uh, great feedback by Sporting to show him and his mom hugging, crying because he signed his first professional contract with Sporting Club. Well, awesome, awesome. As fans, mm -hmm. that's what we want. We want to see uh, players that will give it all, that understand the uh, DNA of Sporting Club Portugal and uh, they understand the value of uh, this this That's is right. what's important. Nothing else. It's not this. It's not the um, name. It's mm -hmm. this. When a player thinks, yeah, when a player thinks they're bigger than the club, then there's something wrong. But about the game, amazing yeah. performance by Sporting Club Portugal. Uh, the youth that we have, um, it's kind of upsetting. They uh, we didn't use them at the beginning of the season. Because uh, now we we kind of dwelling with what could have been, we'll never know, of course. Um, but you know them fighting for every ball, every fifty-fifty. Uh, you can see that they adapting to uh, a Mourinho's tactic because he like he loves the three-four-three, three, and uh, <clears throat> and Mourinho is showing character, and he's showing that he has pulse that whatever he wants, he will implement. And I like that. I like the coach with attitude. Um, you could see the team gelling, the uh, defensive sector connecting with the midfield and the midfield with the offense. Uh, you could see now with more practice, with uh, with more uh, players getting to know each other, that the, the team is actually gelling. Um, and it showed that on the first half. Um, then naturally, when a team is, is losing, they will look for a better result and uh and Tundela stepped up in the second half and kind of put sporting against the ropes but in a way it's good to see if we could uh contain and sustain the offensive uh of uh, Tundela then naturally was looking for a tie and we could uh we we did well defensively um a team is not only good offensively we have to show that we're good defensively and we did show that we did show that the uh Noon Mendes and uh, Mateus Nunes and uh, Rafael Camas, when they needed to play defense, they were there. 
uh, they, uh, they, the, so the whole team is really um, doing well, and I was very impressed. And uh, you could see, like uh, Johnny said, the, the blueprints, the fingerprints, the, uh, the uh, layout of uh, Mudin, and uh, the, the, the players, they're responding quite well. And congrats, great performance. Uh, and I can't wait to see the next game, which will be Friday against Bulnins in the Ciudad du Futebol in, in Lisbon, just a few miles away. So the fact they're playing away, it doesn't really matter this time. So we should, you should be able to win that game, which I'm expecting it. Uh, but again, great performance. Yeah, the only thing um, Bulnins really has going for them is that they're, uh, they're used to having no fans in the stadium. So, you know. <laughs> maybe that gives them maybe that gives them an edge. No change whatsoever. New new location, <laughs> same amount of fans. And, you, and you're not joking about that because <laughs> at all. <laughs> this is Berlin Sad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they have no fans, Berlin Sad. The real Berlin who <laughs> Berlinses, they they have fans. Hey man, 100%. don't talk shit about the uh the Praia boys or whatever they're called, like that. The, the, the white sharks or some yeah, shit, weren't they, or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> There's like eight, eight of them. At least eight. So, talking about a club being divided, Bolnitz is divided big time. Yeah, it's divided like 98 to 2, though. It's not really 50 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, Nando. Bolnitz is what in uh, the uh, company? They just got promoted. I'm, I think they may be like the, the fourth tier, maybe. Okay, but so are they coming? Are they going up though with all this COVID thing? Because didn't they? Th- yeah, I, th- I think that they did. Yeah, I think okay, they okay. went up. Interesting. They still yeah. got a little while to get back, but oh yeah, and then it'd be interesting to see what happens with Saad and Ujbil and Insta, of course. Yeah, it's like that's I hope that they just like get dissolved one day. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. I feel like that's 100%. what's gonna happen eventually. They'll just like cease to exist, but mm. whatever. It's all about yeah. the money. Mm-hmm. 100%. Anyways, last but not least, Nando, what were your thoughts on, on the game on Thursday? Man, I think you guys all uh, nailed it pretty much, man. Um, my favorite part of the game is is the age. You know, the fact that we're coming out with young players, that we're coming out and, and sticking with them. Um, I loved, loved the fluidity between Giovanni and um, our left back. Uh, oh, no, man. Like, I love that. that they yeah. look like they had been doing that for a while. Um, that one, two touch that led to the penalty kick, um, was, was great there. And then, um, I was actually surprised. I think as most of you guys were, uh, with, um, Mathieu coming in, um, you know, I, I know that we tweeted like in quotes, his injury per se, mm-hmm. uh, suddenly disappeared. Um, but he gives us, you know, our best bet at defense. I think, uh, those three guys back there, Quaresma, uh, Mathieu and, um, and then ultimately Kawats, like that's that's the way that team should play defensively. Um, so I like that. And I liked more than anything just how solid we were and enthusiastic in recovering the ball, pushing forward, um, Wendell, so forth. Like I like that. And I think we're starting to see that assimilation from um, Amurin. We're starting to see players understand his idea, especially with that formation and how everybody needs to play their role and play it well, but also – help each other out because, you know, everybody's kind of got two roles in a way to cover the the position that they're actually starting the game in. But also, especially with those defenders, you know, playing with three center backs back there and, and them having to cover those wings, so forth and so on. 
Um, but I liked it. I liked it overall. I think we played well. And Giovanni is the man of, of the hour, right? I mean, two straight games with two great goals and his confidence is going up. And I like it a lot. I'm happy with what I saw and, and I hope it continues. Yeah, yeah another, what, a, oh, what, a, what a banger, man. That direct kick, holy shit, man. Yeah, nothing fluke about it at all. Damn. Oh, my God. Special um, agent, 7-7, seven, seven, straight scorching. We oh, finished <laughs> we, we finished with seven play on the pitch from the academy. I'll say it again, seven. Yeah. Seven, seven. Maxi. Uh, Eduardo Quaresma, not Eduardo. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll mention it soon. Don't worry, boys. Let's get confused. Noon Mendes, Pedro Mendes, Francisco Geraldo, Giovanni, Bor, uh, Giovanni, and, um, and Max. And that's and it. And that's it. And Umax. And Max. Seven yeah. players from the academy. That's, that's beautiful, man. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 I, hope, I hope we don't sell none of them. Uh, because uh, next year will be an exciting team, something to look forward to. Uh, a quick question to you guys, whoever wants to take it, or if everybody wants to take it, it's all up to you. Um, I was actually watching, um, I don't know what the show is called, it's the one with Manuel Fernandes and that uh, Portista with the glasses and those other two Benfiquistas. Um, and it was, I believe playoff. it was Manuel, playoff, exactly. I believe it was Manuel Fernandes who, who mentioned that uh, he believes that one, and I, and I have to agree with him in this, Family Kong and, and Sporting both have uh, the better um, starts, if you will, from, from this post-COVID season, both being an average age of 23 uh, years old, which might have something to affect as maybe like the bodies are really raring to go right after COVID. But more importantly, he was saying that um, the, the youth are really benefiting in terms of there being no fans on the field. Um, Manuel Fernandes specifically said no subius, um, no, no words against the president, uh, shit like that. Uh, I want to know your, your two thoughts, guys, your two cents, guys, whoever wants to take it first. Does he have a point in saying this? Is it, is it very valid? I mean, it, there's an argument to be made for sure. What do you guys think? Hey, Johnny, go first. You're the guest. Boom. Yeah, there's definitely uh, – he's definitely got a good point there. I mean, there's less pressure on the young guys to just ball out, you know, how they how they want, just to express themselves how they want without getting, you know, whistled at or heckled about what they're doing out there. So, yeah, it's a good, uh, good point that he made there for sure. Yeah. I agree how about with you? 100%. Yeah. How about you guys? I think for sure because especially, like – um, the, the pressure in Portugal, I, I feel like, comes more so from the home fans than the away fans. Like, for example, Porto players going to Tondela. It's not like when they go to Tondela, there's a hostile atm atmosphere, you know? It's like 75% empty, you know? And the Super Ligones is like the biggest section of, you know, people congregated in the whole stadium. The pressure is like at home when it's zero zero and you're playing Tondela and the 18 year olds are out there and it's like, we need to get a result. Um, you know, because I mean like that's how it used to be at least, I guess not anymore. Uh, this season, you don't have to get results in, in the games. You can just tie them all and just kind of like see who limps to the end uh, better. But like, that's typically how it is. So it's just like, I feel like if there's fans there, it's just adding like more pressure, the home fans, at least uh, for the bigger clubs just adds more pressure to the, uh, these players to perform and you know 
especially if you're in the title race, uh, sporting wouldn't be as great of, of pressure, obviously, but uh, definitely for, uh, for Porto and, and Befica. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, mainly where my issue where, or maybe where if, if there, somebody wants to counter it um, is uh, would it really make a difference? Would, would the fans maybe be understanding if we played the youth? I mean, it's been something we've been asking for for a few, few quite think, a few seasons now. But what do you guys think? I think Sporting fans in particular have always gravitated towards the youth. Um, Sporting fans, that's been our our claim to fame. You know what I mean? We're not winning titles, but we're producing Ronaldo's and Guadasmas and Nani's yeah. and Montini's. Producing Ballon d'Ors, you know, so forth and so uh, on. Right. So to us, the second that we stop competing and we're not introducing young talent, then we're really pissed off. And I think we've noticed that with George Jesus, like with George Jesus, their first year could have been the year, right? It wasn't, it could have. And we were, we were playing with some young talent from our team, Patrice, usual Mario, so forth. But we also sprinkled in players and investments and it was all coming together. Fans were still understanding because we were winning. We were playing good soccer, so forth and so on. But Sporting fans out of all of them, in particular in Portugal, the second that we're not playing with young talent and we're still playing as poor as we have been, no, we lose all patience to that because that's that has been our claim to fame. And you take that away, we've got nothing anymore out of the past 20 years. You know, If we're not producing players and we're not winning, the hell are we doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair Absolutely. enough. Absolutely. Steph, I don't know if you have anything to add. If not, I can ask you a quick question on the game. Well, the only thing um, I will add is that uh, I agree. With, there's no pressure. There's no pressure towards the, the young players, and there's also no pressure towards the referee. So the referee should be doing a better mm. job. But as you, could, as you could see, the Riwav Befica was not a good, uh, um, a good performance by the uh, by the, the referee team. That was horrible. Horrible. Who, who saw the Porto Porto PK against Avs? What yeah. what in the fuck are they doing, dude? I know. Yeah. <laughs> and they amateur still, hour. They, and and they still cried about it, Sportista. Yeah. They still said they were robbed that they penalty. Beat Avs, who has like thirteen points. Thirteen points. Legitimately thirteen points on this season. And they lost For yesterday, real. three three nothing. Again, yeah. they're, they're so relegated. They're just so uh, relegated. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they got <laughs> they got fourteen points, I think. Yeah. So yeah. So I agree with Johnny and Chris and uh, Nando. Without the fans, definitely there's less pressure to the uh, yeah. the young players and also the referees, and it makes things easier for everybody. That's Just quickly it. on the on the on the Befica game because I kind of want to be a little petty. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think the cash ball needs to be investigated on a Befica. That's two games in a row with handballs not called in the box, but. I rest my Ele- case there anyways. In 11 you know against 11, they wouldn't have won the game. 11 against no 11. Way. No way. I mean, one if- red card is a red card. There's no question yeah. about that. But mm. the other one, the accumulation of yellow cards, when the first yellow was bullshit, I mean, at this point, yeah. honestly, I got to say the the Benfica and Porto games are literally must-see TV because it's just like, <laughs> You know something's gonna happen, so it's just like yeah. what, what what's gonna what's gonna Some go wrong? Kind of drama is gonna what's go gonna go wrong this time? Exactly. <laughs> hey, real quick, you guys see that back heel from Giovanni? Remember that back heel? 
Oh, the one that played put Nunu Men through that got the PK. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, three guys around him. That was magical, man. Just had to mention Indeed. No, for sure. Giovanna has his stock is trending up. Did you there's an article in the paper yesterday or today, I guess, that says uh they're not asking for the Shapa 15 anymore. He's boosted his value up. We're going like Shapa oh, V yeah. now. 45 now. <laughs> <laughs> My man Twinkle Toes. I, I will warn you guys. Like there is there is a non-zero chance that Giovanni sold the Wolverhampton this summer. I'm kind of getting that feeling. Oh. But yeah. uh, chill, he, chill. he's been balling. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to put it out there because I'm getting a, a bad feeling about it. If, I, if, I also – oh, sorry. If Giovanni is smart, he'll stay at least one more year with the Mourinho because he has a lot to gain with that coach. A lot oh, to gain. for sure, but mm-hmm. I'm just—I hope that that—that's what he should do, and I hope that happens. But I just, but I—I don't—I don't think he wants to leave without winning the Campionato first. I don't know. He seems like the type of player to do that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The only one I would say that about is like Max or some someone like that. Mm-hmm. Even even Eduardo Quaresma gives me those vibes. Even he gives Max, me the vibe oh. that he wants to win. Yeah, yeah if, even if, Max. If Real Madrid says, "Hey, we want you," he's not going to think twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, Barcelona, Inter Milan, AC Milan. Hell, man! All they need is Wolverhampton to jump in and say they want him. <laughs> Yeah, hey, listen, as, as long as they pay what they're supposed to, then there's nothing we can say. Agreed. If, and and if speaking we, on – oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Speaking on Max, because we have a question from Casa de Paiva, Matt, recent, uh, recent father again. Uh, <laughs> congratulations to him. I know I mentioned this a million times, but congratulations, bro. Uh, he says, can't complain. How do you guys feel about the Austin slash Claudio Ramos uh, rumors swirling around? Uh, uh, who of the two would you like to join and compete against Max? He also adds, um, I always wondered why no other Liga team has picked him up, uh, has picked up Ramuz yet. Uh, I feel like he's been on everyone's radar and no one has pulled the trigger on him. Literally, uh, we were also just talking just before the show. He is a free agent by the end of the season. Um, so, yeah, Johnny, I'll, I'll pass this one off to you. What do you make of those two rumors? Do you think Max may be off the, out the door? And, and Olsen or Claudio Ramuz, which of the two would you rather have? Uh, whew. uh, to be honest, I'm not quite familiar with either one of them. Uh, Ramos is from Tondela, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And Olsen is where? Olsen's a Swedish keeper from Roma. He's, he's had an oh, okay, okay season. He had, a, okay. he had a really good World Cup, a decent season, but a lot to be desired for, at least in Roma's end. Got you, got you. I mean, yeah, we could probably use it. We could probably use Olsen, another goalkeeper at least. Somebody, mm. um, Ramos, oh, he's six foot. I see. But what, what do you think? I think we should we should look for another keeper. Has Max fully convinced you yet, though? What do you think, dude? I mean, yeah, I, I'm a Max fan. I support Max. I hope he sticks around, and you know, hope he he's the permanent keeper. Obviously, but you know. Things happen, so we definitely need a really good backup as well. So, I mean, I I'm not I don't really follow goalkeepers like that, but maybe Olsen, since he has that you know bigger league experience. Yeah. So who knows? International pedigree too. Yeah, exactly. So, 
I'd rather get a veteran at this point. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I kind of agree with you as well. Um, Christian or Nando or Steph, do you guys want to quickly yeah. answer? Uh, uh, I'm not yeah. sold on Max still, man. Um, uh, I'm no offense to Max. I'm not disappointed in Max, but there's still something that's missing there for me regarding his his play so far. I'm, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if it's the wow factor. You know, Patricio had that. Like, remember when Patricio came in, we're all like, damn it, he has a lot of talent, but he also lets a lot of easy goals go through. But we were willing to stick with him because we could see that talent. It was obvious. I, I, I can I can foresee Max being a really consistent, you know, mid-level goalie. Um, right now, I hope I'm wrong. Um, I would totally welcome some some competition, somebody who's going to make him actually sweat a little bit for the job, uh, 100%. Especially with goalies, man. Goalies is like it's like kickers in football. You know what I mean? Like you don't really give a damn about them until you need them for that one moment to make a kick, and then they either make it and you're happy, or they miss it and they're released. Right? So a little drastic there, but goalies in general, I think having some solid competition on the bench is going to make them, you know, play a little harder and fight for that position. Especially at his age, it only helps him improve. Yeah, yeah. You know who'd be? Really I, and good, I don't uh... really care amongst those two guys. I, I agree with Johnny though. Like I'd prefer to take the dude that's in Europe um, and has a better league experience than a guy from Tondela. If I had to pick between the two, for sure. You know who would, Max would be a really good understudy to? My hmm. boy Viviano. But uh, oh yeah, that's neither. Not, that's neither here nor let's, there. Let's not go there. That's, that's neither here nor there, dude. Anyways, guys, as you guys know, uh, and I'll, I'll let the I'll let the, uh, the viewers know now. I didn't watch this game. Uh, I was uh, stuck in a in a cottage two hours north of Toronto, living my best life, uh, getting drunk, hearing the news. It was two nothing. Anyways, um, but I, I wanted to ask because not a lot has been said about him, and I really did enjoy uh, my first uh, few glimpses of him, Matilj Nunes. How is he? How how did he look the other game? And uh, and really, how's his partnership with Wendell blossoming? The two I know, Matos Nunes has dual nationality, if I'm not mistaken, but two Brazilians, two Brazilians at blood at least. Uh, Steph, I'll pass that one off to you. How did how did you see the two play? Okay, so uh, before before I go into those uh, awesome players, two awesome players, uh, really fast, I would go with Claudio yeah. Ram, really fast, just because he knows the Portuguese uh, league quite well. And I'm guessing he would be making a lot less money than uh, Olsen from uh, Roma. So why spend that much money in a player in a, such a uh, uh, elevated uh, salary when we have a, a, a great goalie that knows Liga Nors quite well? That would be my pick. Um, now, in regards to Matus Nunes and Wendell, yeah, they, they complement each other. Uh, the dynamics and the chemistry between both, it's uh, actually... You can see it; it's getting better and better, um, and I like it. Uh, Matheus Nunes, I didn't know he was that good as as a number six because he's kind of playing both number six and uh, and volant offensive as well. He he has great vision. Uh, he doesn't; he's not like Dumbia, so he takes care of the ball. Dumbia lost it too easily, and Matheus Nunes doesn't doesn't lose it uh, like Dumbia did. And he put the, the the team always in a in a counter attack mode against us. And Mateus Nunes is actually very careful, and you can see he's always concerned about making the team play forward, not so much to the back or sideways. And that's what I like about him. So I could see those if Wendells and Mateus Nunes get to play more games together and they stick together next year. I can I can see a good uh, partnership between those two players and 
Sporting would only have to benefit from that. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, also, another youngster that uh, that didn't get a lot of at attention so far. Um, and uh, Johnny, I'll, I'll pass it off to you. Um, what did you think of uh, Gonzalo Plata? Uh, a lot more to be desired for? Or were you uh, were you impressed with it so far? You guys already know how I feel about Plata. He's he's the man. I thought he had a lovely display of skills this game to draw that foul for the free kick that Giovanni scored on. Uh, and I do believe if he starts, if Plata does start to score, Vieto is going to have to ride that bench. Mm. Uh, he's, he's a terror for the opposition. And uh, he ran wild against Tondela. Yeah. The thing I, I, I love the most about uh, Plata, again, I, I didn't get to see this game, but but is he's so raw. You know, at least the games that I've seen from him, he's so raw. So he, he still has – he's still a, a gem, I think, that just needs to – a diamond that needs to, you know, be shined a bit more. Uh, Christian, exactly. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, Plata was much better in this game than uh, in the previous game. He was actually – I can't remember if it was even the, the past game, the most recent past game, or the one before where he was really, really bad. I think it was the most recent one. Um, but, yeah – Talked about consistency with the wingers before. Yeah, he was he was miles better than he was um, in the other game. Um, yeah, like Johnny said, honestly, Vieto could be like an odd man out in this formation and with the personnel. I mean, he's probably out for the rest of the season, so doesn't really matter as far as like the eight games or seven games that we have left. Uh, but I mean, it totally depends on whether or not Plata or Jovan leave. Uh, in the summer, because I, no matter what happens, I don't see Vieto leaving. So I guess he's like a decent option to just know that you have, no matter what happens going forward. But I, I, I truthfully prefer the other options ahead of him at this point. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And uh, Nando, uh, I'll pass it off. Uh, the one more youngster. I know we've been singing his praises since COVID started, but. Uh, just also got a, a, a renewed op, a renewed contract, I should say, uh, until 2025. Another uh, they they slapped on a 45 million dollar release clause or 45 million euro release clause, I should say. Um, of course, Eduardo Kurejma, not Eduardo like I mentioned pre-show. Eduardo Kurejma. Um, what are your thoughts on the youngster? Uh, seems like he's he's fitting right in, especially in this four four in this uh, three four three. Is it is it the formation that's helping him, or do you just think he's he's that good uh, of a player? Talent, straight talent. He's got talent, and I think we've all been on him from the get go, asking for him to get some some minutes on the pitch, and he's finally getting it. I don't think he's gonna you know lose that that position anytime soon. Uh, it would he would have to be regressing for that to happen, or you know, Spartan may just want to try some other guys out too. But he's solid, man, and and giving him that the new contract extension like we've been doing. Matter of fact, for a couple players already, as we've seen over this past week, um, it's only the smart right thing to do. We got to uh, we got to keep these uh, Wolverhampton guys away for a while, and um, they're so annoying. <laughs> they're, so <laughs> annoying. They're, so annoying. they're such garbage squad too. But anyways, they um, he's worth it, man. He's worth it. He's young. He's composed. He looks like he's been there and done that for a while. You know what I mean? I have yet to see him freak out. Um, and honestly, you know, we're playing three four three, right? We're I would argue that he's not even playing in his natural position, but he's still playing it well. 
So um, I'm excited about him, and, and I hope that uh, he just continues to, to improve. But um, so far, so good. No issues whatsoever. I think it's straight talent on that end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, unless anything else is meant – oh, just one more thing I wanted to mention on, on the game. Um, Bruno Fernandes' uh, influence uh, seems to still be with the team. Obviously, a, a very strong presence on social media. Um, I believe it was on uh, 11 Sport or 11, whatever it's called, Football 11 in, in Portugal. You mentioned how he called Jovan first uh, because, you know, he had a lot of highs and lows and he would be very high in his career so far and he'd be very high when he was having the highs, very low when he was having the lows. Um, so he sort of has been talking to him, giving him that confidence, which we've been seeing on the, uh, on the field, uh, not only through his ability to play, but through his free kick, which... Clearly, you know, we have another another great free kick taker in our team. Um, and then also Sporar comfortably uh, taking penalty kicks. Of course, maybe not Bruno Fernandes specifically. Uh, but how confident are you seeing that Bruno Fernandes is gone? But it still seems like we have good spot kickers. We still have, of course, Mathieu, who's never left. But we now have Jovan with the right foot in terms of free kicks. We have a good spot. It seems like we have a good penalty kick take taker in uh, Sporad, a good goal scorer in Sporad. Uh, Johnny, I'll pass the one off to you. Are, do you feel more comfortable? Do you would you feel more comfortable with Bruno still? What are your thoughts on that, dude? Um, I mean, the transition phase between the transition phase is actually quite went over quite smoothly now that Bruno has left. So I think Giovanni has really picked up a lot from his from Bruno's game, which is now transitioned into his game, and now you're just seeing it in full display right now. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, who are your man of the matches, guys? I'll pass the one off. Johnny, I'll start with you again. Um, I got too many, man. <laughs> I can't just name one, but probably Giovanni because he's just been super clutch lately. I know yeah. some people will say Menge. He was, yeah. a, you know, he was a horse out there just – Setting, setting up the PK, just complimenting. Yeah. They just complement each other's game so well. They know where each other's at. You know, it's just it's really breath of fresh air to see finally. Agreed, agreed. Nando, how about you? Uh, Giovanni, hundred um, percent. He's improving, in my opinion, confidence-wise from game to game. Um, it's not easy to take a good free kick. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not over here saying that this guy's going to be the next, you know, Ben and like Beckham. But, you know, to put two in there the way he has in back-to-back -back games um, and to be that detrimental, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a man of the match. But I'm then going to give, like, a special mention to um, uh, uh, Mins um, just because he was clutch on that left side and looked like he's been there and done that for a while too. And I liked his his – his one two, and I've liked just watching him out there and how quick he was and how committed. So definitely Giovanni, man of the match, and then special honors to him as well. Fair, fair. How about you, Steph? Well, first and uh, from, uh, foremost, uh, congratulations to Sporadi, was champion of uh, Slovenia. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Bratislava. Uh, so Slovakia, bro. Yeah, Slovakia. It's confusing. Yeah. He's Slovenian. The club was Slovakian. Yes, you 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 are correct. Thank you for the correction, Chris. <laughs> Just so that we're clear. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I love your blue eyes. And Thank so, you. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So um, I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so spot on. You were uh, saying it was man of the match. Lost you were in his eyes. Yeah, 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 I did. Man. <laughs> lost in his eyes. For me, it, uh, the man of the match was actually uh, Quaresma. Uh, because uh, Giovanni played great, don't get me wrong, and that banger was amazing. But uh, in the second half, it kind of disappeared. He showed up towards the end again. But Quaresma was consistent. His performance was consistent the whole game. Uh, and he has, a, he has a good match with uh, Coates and, uh, and Machu. It seems like they've been playing forever together. Um, and I, I, I love that. I love that he just went in with such experience, Coates and Machu. Uh, one that played for Barcelona, the the French team, the French national team, another another one that played in Liverpool and play and plays in the Uruguay national team, and this little kid just comes by and bang, he just he just pulls his performances game after game after game, and maybe it's because there's no fans, there's no pressure, but I'm very impressed with Quaresma, very very impressed. Um, Nun Mendes, on the other hand. Uh, when Acuna got hurt, I didn't see one Sportingista panicking. Seriously. Yeah. Everyone was like, okay, not a big deal. We got new men's. And it's that's because before it was like, oh, fuck. Now we got to play Borja. And he's not that bad, but he's, he doesn't convince Sportingistas. Nun men's, he came in and he fits like a glove. He, he was, it's like, Everyone is like, why the fuck didn't we play him before? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I mean, he, he's the left winger we needed because he can do the corridor back and forth like it's nothing. The kid, he got it. He does a corridor with no sweat. And I, I love that about the kid. I, I hope he stays at Sporting for a long time. He's even better than uh, U, U Correio, Thierry Correia, that we sold. Um, so very impressed with those two young players, with Matheus Nunes as well. But my man of the match goes to uh, Quaresma. Fair. Great shout. Great shout. How about you, Chris? Can I just yeah. say – Go ahead, Johnny. I yeah, just go. want three – I just got to – I got three words for to explain Quaresma's game. Relentless, effective, and focused. Mm. That sums Quaresma. I've been really impressed with him. He's super, super composed. Underrated, like tackler for his size. Mm -hmm. uh, the weakness, obviously, is the aerial duels. But other than that, I've been super impressed. The whole back line, Matthew's surprise inclusion was was good. Kowats was good. Uh, Nunu Menz was really good. Quaresma really good. The only one of that like back five I would say that wasn't too good. It was escaped criticism so far. Just reminded me, didn't really have too good of a game with Kamashu. So none of the well, none of the wingers will all have a good game on the same day. It'll only be like two of them. So this game it was Jovan and Menz, and Plata was actually pretty good too. But there's no way that Kamashu could also be you know excellent on the same day. So, yeah, uh, my man of the match is going to be Nuno Men's because just I feel like the enormity of the, the moment kind of weighs it out. Kudeshma already got his first start. This was his first start, and um, he was equally as impressive, equally ready to just step in there and, uh, and get the job done. 
only just turned 18. Kurejma also 18. So two 18-year-olds just just stepped in there flawlessly integrated into the team next to Kawats, 30-year-old, been to World Cups. Matthew, same thing. Um, and they didn't look out of place. So awesome. Awesome for us right now. Uh, hopefully we can uh, hold on to them for uh, at least another season. That's always the uh, the struggle. Imagine, imagine when jo- Joelson Fernandez starts playing. Oh. He was on the bench. He was Ooh, on the bench. Can't oh, wait. Game. He's man. gonna play soon. He's gonna play. Soon. I, I can't wait, man. I can't. I can't wait, Joel. Come on, boy. Uh, Agreed. I just want to. I just want to say one thing in regards to. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, Acuna. If 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 Mench keeps this up. What's it gonna mean for Acuna, though? I think I think he might be as good as sold. To be honest, I think uh, Verandes has been trying to sell him for at least a year and a half now. Right, so if, right. if Nens really steps up, I, I think he will be sold. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to hear your opinion. I yeah. mean, at this point, if if Acuna comes back, I honestly would rather play Acuna in the maybe in the middle than uh, than have Nunu Mens not on the field because there's. I feel like we just have to maximize our best players talent-wise. Yeah. has played in the middle before. I mean, only a couple of times, but we've seen it before. So he is versatile position-wise. It's just like yeah. just find a way to get the best players out there because, I mean, Acuna and Wendell would be, uh, would be pretty cool. I mean, Mateus Nunes been solid. Been ha- This wasn't his best game. He played better, I think, in the one before this, but – I mean that I'd I'd be cool to see that or maybe half and half. Um, he's got five subs, so he can. Yeah. I was just yeah. about to mention that he's got five subs now, so he has a little more room to play with, uh, a little bit more leverage. Uh, but no, if Acuna is healthy, Acuna will play. That's uh, yeah. There's no ifs and buts about that. I mean, Nunez is up and coming, but let's see how he handles the pressure when it's a full stadium at Dragon and Eluge or. On the primer Mayo in Braga, we shall see. Uh, I mean, I think he'll be fine because he's been playing at that that level in the youth. He's uh, he's played many games against uh, Benfica, Porto, and Braga and Guimarães, but it's a different setting. It's not the, quite the same when it's a uh, full stadium. So we shall see. But no doubts in my mind. If Acuna is healthy, he'll play. Yeah. Even even Acuna, or I would like to see even Minj maybe on the wing and Acuna play maybe like more of a defensive role. I, I think that would be speed. a good combo too. We do. Yeah. They, I just, I just I, mentioned that because Acuna is a bit better defensively, I feel. But yeah, yeah, I agree. We do lose speed that way. And I could see, but that's the thing. And Mourinho doesn't play like a chicken. He, he goes yeah. for the game. So yeah. the reason why he's playing Camacho and Giovanni at the same time is because of speed. And Plata, he purposely put him more in the midfield because he's better in, in that position. Uh, he's not that fast, but he's got skills. Yeah. Uh, Giovanni and Camacho, they're supersonic, and that's why he uses them on the wing uh, to, to, to take shots and also to cross it to Sparat. Camacho can't cross for shit, though. He's getting yeah, yeah, better. disappointed in him still. He's got room Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of room. You guys are talking about a fucking golden boy nominee. Let's <laughs> 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 watch our mouths. <laughs> um, honestly, one last thing I wanted to mention, uh, not so much the game, it's more of a, a confirmed transfer at this point. 
something we've been hitting the nail on the head for a long time now, but it's official. He got the start on West Brom. I just want a bit of do exactly bit of do to Matheus Pereira, um, who honestly leaves me to think what could have been. Uh, really, that's it. I don't know if you guys want to want to quickly chip in, but 2010 to 2020, 10-year career at Sporting. Um, how many games? How many end. games did he play? Like five, like four. Yeah. What the I, I heard. I heard this weekend like so much, like so many. I don't know if they're Varanda supporters or not, but I heard so many people and read so many tweets of people supporting the the deal and the 10 million for a player that barely played and blah 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 blah. Like they kept going. Oh, after that narrative and dude it made me cringe uh, because he didn't play because he didn't want to play he he was shafted across the board with multiple coaches um it's not like that dude uh pulled a shiku uh, uh, and we were just sitting here going like when is he gonna put it all together you know th- he went over there to england he did his thing and he captivated and he's been killing it his talent has been obvious from day one um and Spartan, uh completely dropped the ball on that one absolutely dropped the ball yeah, to me, he has way more talent than a Corona Cabral. He's got um, that something special that uh, that I don't see currently in like a Giovanni or so forth. Not not throwing shit on Giovanni, but I'm just so mad that we let him go for what he went. I remember watching him, I think it was 2014 15, he was on the B team. Uh, maybe 15 16, actually, 2015 16. The B team was actually not that bad that year. Um, and I remember thinking, like, damn, this dude's about to be really good. Um, and then he actually, like, got a preseason with Jesus, I think. But I think Jesus threw him in on a few games. Yeah, yeah he played League Cup, but I believe he played with games he was on the B team. Yeah. yeah. Just, just never really, just never panned out. I mean, he didn't help himself in a lot of those seasons because I feel like he didn't play that well. But especially, like, most recently, like, in the last two seasons, there was really no reason that he shouldn't have been getting more chances than he was. Yeah. And I'm going to be really pissed if West Brom sells him to another Premier League club. Which they will most definitely. I hope that he plays next season in the Premier League with West Brom. West Brom. West Brom is now in first place, by the way, This after this mm-hmm. weekend they tied. So now they're tied with Leeds, but I think they're ahead on goal difference. So West Brom is pretty much going up to the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it would break he, my heart to see a Demiral situation happen again. Go for it. Didn't he uh, get into it with JJ at some point? I think there so. Always, or something I, like that. They always tried to like make excuses. I feel like so they say. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it was just them covering for themselves. Like, oh, he had a bad attitude, but who knows what's true or not? Yeah, I'm gonna miss the guy. He has the same birthday as I do. Five five. So. <laughs> that's sick yeah. well, we don't want to keep watching him because he's gonna be like on the most like easy to watch he's electric yeah ball. he's electric for sure yeah yeah uh, another question here from Casa the Paiva um he asks uh, I'm curious yeah, why dude he asked about the same guy <laughs> Uh, yeah, I did too, actually. Um, he was like, uh, why has Ruben Amorim hasn't started Rodrigo Fernandes any chances? Uh, and then him saying, and Miguel Luis, I feel like, are not a part of the plan. Um, Johnny, I'll, I'll, I'll send this one to you. Um, so, yeah, Rodrigo Fernandes and, and Miguel Luis, not on the bench, nowhere to be seen. I don't even think I've, I might have seen, like, maybe picture, pictures of them in 
Has training? anyone? Can anyone confirm yeah, that Miguel yeah. Luis is alive? Can anyone actually yeah. confirm that Miguel nah, Luis is alive? When it was uh, who who just had a birthday on the team? They had that photo where they were all lined up. It was Jovan, and it was somebody. No, yeah, it was Jovan. And it was Nuno Nuno Yeah, exactly. They both had birthdays, and Luis Miguel or Miguel Luis rather. He was on in one of those photos. That was that was the last time I've seen him. I, I'm going yeah. back and looking, bro, right now. And Rodrigo Fernandes, I mean, the kid's got talent too. Uh, maybe he's just, you know, holy shit, short, dude. He is maybe alive. he's just got the maybe he's just got the short end of the stick. Yeah, bro, he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, he did he's feature in some Europa League games. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, he was... maybe it's a lack of attitude when it practices. I mean, this is why uh, Ruben Amorim is um, he's, uh, big on uh, on players' attitudes. If you don't give it all, then he's not going to play you. And I agree with that. Uh, I mean, uh, if, you, if, you, if you don't give it all when, when we're practicing among ourselves, why should I play you? So maybe it's that. I don't know. Or maybe he's at the end of his contract and he doesn't want to renew it. So Sporting is like, fuck it. I'm not going to invest in you if you don't want to resign with us. Don't know. Speculation. Yeah, agreed. And uh, of course, um, I just had it on the screen. Uh, Real El, El Frakinski uh, the real. does mention the real. The real. Sorry, the real. Also does mention uh, Daniel Daniel Braganza. So he's he's another player oh, yeah. to be looking out for. I think I was, that always that always yeah. never made sense to me. Why did the chances that Miguel Luis got and continued to get should have been opportunities for Braga. Yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah, like, yeah. In retrospect, like, it never made sense to me. Even even Ryan Gold never got so many chances. Why like, did Miguel Luis get more chances yeah. than anyone? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, I don't get that either. Um, but I guess I mean I saw it on the newspapers, Portuguese papers, that he's a figura de equipe. B. I didn't like that actually. I'm like, what the fuck? fuck? That. <laughs> I'm like, people are excited. I'm like, well, I'm I guess excited. hopefully that means like for now, like the training camp that they're doing right maybe, now. Maybe, right. Now that's what that better means. That, yeah, that potential. I want to pl- see him playing the A team, not the B mm-hmm. team. What the fuck, you know? He pulled out a great performance. Great season at the studio. Yeah. Well, if Wendell, if Wendell goes, then he would he could fill in that role, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah. That's the time of the type of play. He's constructive midfielder. He's not defensive. But defensive would be Mateus Mateus Nunes. And then he would be like Wendell. But Wendell, I mean, he's a special player. He's a, he's good. Yeah. Yes. I May mean, not. But but against he's good, but I don't know. I don't know if he's at that level yet, you know. Um, and at the same time, he's had no he's had no chance to prove it either. Yeah, Just playing exactly. for a second division, he, he has had no chance to prove it. But yeah, I agree. I agree. Which is good. Which is good. Look at William Carvalho. I don't know. I know we don't like to talk about Hatch, but I'm gonna have to mention. Yeah. No, he, claimed, he came from a Belgium team, Club uh, Bourges, Bourges, Albert. <laughs> And um, and then he pulled out a great season, great season at Sporting. Yeah, and just before Bruges, I believe he was at Fatima, and I don't think I I don't know if it was they were at second division at the time or third, but um, he he definitely developed his game also in the Schmeichel do 
Ish cool. I can't say the word, bro. Not coolioins. Easy, easy. Coolioins. Ish coolioins. How do you pronounce that? Oh my God! Get out Anyways. Ish coolioins now. Oh my God. Damn it. I don't even know what I was saying. Lose the Canadian. <laughs> uh, I needed to be raised in Portugal to, to be able to pronounce these words, bro. Oh no, you, you said "cuidões" quite well, bro. <laughs> no, I, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it like that? Escalões. Ah, whatever, yes. bro. That word. Escalões do Spartan. Whatever, bro. <laughs> Fucking what's Portuguese, bro? What the fourth most popular Good. language in the world? Ah, whatever, bro. No big deal. I speak English. Fuck that. Man. We know what you got, man. Who's Okay, we got you. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just because. I lost too much. I lost my bearings. Um. Right. We were mentioning. We're mentioning the B team. Uh, a quick uh, rumor: It seems like Philippe Silikaya, uh, Shakhtar's assistant manager, currently working under Luis Castro. He's been working under Luis Castro since uh, Shabz, uh, since his days at Shabz, being linked with the, B, the Sporting B position. Uh, of course, Sporting B is planning to uh, come back uh, next season. Um, so yeah, he's been with, working with Luis Castro since Shabz. He was our under-19 manager from 2015 to 2017. He was, uh, or sorry, under-19 manager. He was Benfica's under-15 manager from 2010 to 2012. Um, currently just won the league as an assistant manager at Shakhtar uh, with Luis Castro. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on him. Not a lot of news on him or, or a lot of stats I can pull up, to be honest. Uh, if any of you guys have any info on him that you want to share, go for it. Which, by the way, they were champions of Ukraine. Yes, yes, champions of Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. there's a uh, picture of uh, just this week. Luis Castro getting tossed in the air. He's wearing, a, I mean, for a, for a, like a fifty whatever how old he is, fifty six, I would guess. Like he's wearing a pretty thick pair of Air Force Ones. So, cool drip. He's got a lot of drip. I'm, Underrated. I'm, I'm, I'm paying you as my Portuguese teacher. I promise you. <laughs> Uh, no, there's the cell. <laughs> I swear my Portuguese isn't that bad. <laughs> hey, listen, don't, don't ever say Scalones again. <laughs> ever, bro, ever. Scalones, Scalones, Scalones. That's going to be, I'm going to change the title to Scalones to this podcast. <laughs> That's what you should name it. Our podcast number and then Scalones. Scalones or Simpils? <laughs> doesn't matter, bro. Depends on the season. <laughs> uh, no deus. Um, yeah, anything else to add on on uh, on Philippe that, that anybody may know before I go with the last piece of news? Uh, bring him I in. haven't heard Shit. much about him. I think yeah, he's I'm all for him, too. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm for I it. Think, I, I think he's a, he's a good choice. He, he comes with a lot yeah. of experience. Uh, you know, you learn from your head coaches, and he's been patient, learning, learning, learning. So now he's he's ready to make the jump, and he's not being too aggressive. He wants to be the head coach for a B team, so potentially one day he could be the head coach for an uh, you know an A squad. So I think I think Sporting is going the right way about this one. New team, yeah. 
in Portland. Uh, so it's a good choice. Yeah, Agreed. good choice. Do you guys hear that? Yeah, what's that? <laughs> Boys. <laughs> the Champions League is back to Avalon, Karagi. <laughs> we needed the whistling in the background. We needed the, the Trivaleo squad whistling it out. Um, How yeah, much are we so, getting for this? How much is uh, it? I mean, getting for that? that's a great question. Are we even gonna have I have no idea. I have no, no idea. I don't know if you guys know anything we about that. We gotta make money. Yeah, we gotta make money. Yeah, It'd be depressing as hell if if it's there and no fans. Yeah, but the, the that's most likely what's gonna happen is though. The West will yeah. still pay. We'll still pay to use the stadium. So it's a good thing yeah. for Sporting. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Uh, it's good for the Sporting Easters in Lisbon because I think they'll allow fans. I don't know how many. One every seven seats. I'm not sure. I mean. Basically, what the best case scenario is because if I don't know if anyone saw the game in Denmark this weekend, they had eight hundred. They had eight hundred out of like yeah. sixteen thousand, I think. I think so. Oh, wow. So yeah. it was like one. Uh, yeah. What so, they should do is take the eight hundred and spread them out. So yeah. So basically, if you <laughs> take that that level and put it for fifty two hundred for or fifty two thousand for Alvalad, what let's just say there's like eight thousand. Your average person, like that ticket is gonna be fucking like impossible. Like it's gonna I be like Saudi princes are gonna be able to get I don't, think, I don't think so. I think I think they might they might actually there might be a lottery for like a thousand of the eight thousand. Yeah, but yeah. I don't I don't think the tickets will be expensive because of what's going on. Oh, I think they'll be super expensive because it'll be like the first thing or one of the first things and the biggest thing. So it'll have to be a lottery. Because a lot of people would want to go. Because if you if it's a Real Madrid against whatever, if they allow fans to travel from the uh, home country of the team represented to Lisbon, it totally defeats the purpose of it being in Lisbon. Though that's the thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they sh- if they're gonna have fans, it should just be people that are already in Lisbon, obviously. Yeah, to avoid the COVID nineteen spread. Yeah. You got a yeah, point. Not not to mention, uh, like Lisbon has been currently under fire from. Uh, most other cities, I know, especially Ovar, but most of the cities from Portugal, because um, Ovar, specifically in Ovar, there was a there was a, a closure Ovar. of the city, a closure of the city in general. When uh, and of course, let me just pull this up real quick. The trio in New York. Hey, Wednesday makes one Ding. year since that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was yeah. July. Yeah. 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 Fuck Actually, yeah. No, next month on the twenty fourth. Yeah, this Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. Not coming back this summer. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> um, oh, I was just saying, yeah, for like, a long time. Ovad was just pissed off that they had to close their city, but they haven't done much on Lisbon, and Lisbon is currently like uh, really high in numbers or something like that. They're, they're, they're COVID in Portugal. A bit. It's nothing yeah. crazy, but they are trending up. So yeah, definitely cause for slight concern. I would say, mm-hmm. but, that, but that's because the, uh, the citizens of Lisbon, they shitheads and then they don't use the mask that social distancing is non-existent. They want to buy the Caparica like it was nothing in, in the yeah. United States is the same shit here. You look at the beaches and take full, just no Florida, uh, Miami. Yeah. Yeah, Florida. 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 Anything goes in Florida. 
And then, but let, let me tell you something. What about the uh, peaceful protests and uh, the riots? The COVID nineteen never existed. That's the one thing that it, it's tough. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't see a lot of people being asked to socially distance their rioting. No, I saw a lot of people <laughs> stealing a cheesecake and stuff like that. Bro, that lady that sold that cheesecake don't walk out of that shit. That's clutch as hell. <laughs> you sold the cheesecake. Yeah, bro. When I actually saw that on the news, and the person, if we're talking about the same video, the person's like, and the lady behind us, she's there. She goes with the cheesecake. <laughs> it like, is. Right. It is tough to socially distance when you're packed into the street. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Uh, back to uh, football. Yeah, no, really. It's just, it's just the. Uh, I hate that's how really Amadine wears the his mask. Well, there's also Amadine. with the mask is so stupid, bro. Chris, it kills me, bro. Like it actually makes <laughs> me angry watching it, bro. It's, it's like two off. times bigger than his face, too. <laughs> it's like it's on. The second he goes to talk to somebody, it's off. Then he like sees camera, he swings it back on. It's just like why are you even pretending to wear it? It's so dumb. In theory, I hope he pulls off that Joe Biden face mask hang though, like the one that's just kind of hanging off the side of here. Like, that's what I want to see. Listen, I I, I said it on the first game back from COVID, I'll continue it. He only wears the mask when he gets up from the bench so that the referee doesn't realize that he's up from the bench so that Spartan doesn't get fined because he can't leave the bench. Does Emmanuel wear a mask? I don't think he does. Because he doesn't nah, ask her. I don't know about last game. The but... head coach is the only one that's technically not exactly. allowed to. Yeah. Yep. The head coach. Not allowed to or not? It doesn't need to. He, does, he doesn't need to. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, how, yeah. how about Gonzalo Plat? He's been associated with uh, Limsic. Yeah. And then I, and, uh, it was Plata yeah. and who else? There was another one just associated today too. Uh, well, the, the 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 thing is, we only we only we only have fifty percent of his pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the part that's fucked. Yeah, and then Sporting counterattacked and said uh, forty-five million or nothing. And at this point, if you're Independiente from Ecuador, and Sporting paid a million for a half, and now they're trying to buy the second half the of the pass for like a million, <laughs> two million, they're like. They see they see the same news that we see, and they say forty five million. Why would I se- why would I sell you half for one million right yeah, now? Or exactly. Two They're gonna say, "I'm just gonna hold on to this. I'm gonna get a big payday eventually." Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna come back to bite us in the ass. Not getting that done, you know, a year ago or six months ago, back when he wasn't, you know, a hot commodity. Oh, we can we can bench him and then wait until he loses his value. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always an that option. wouldn't be smart. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe if we still had Kaiser or something. <laughs> yeah, well, Kaiser, a Kalamakina. He did well. Oh, yo, the coppers out. The coppers just dropped. <laughs> what do we got, bro? What are we saying, bro? Give us a quick Arsenal. recap. Arsenal, Asleta, Joelson. Oh, another right. one gone. Or <laughs> wanting to leave. There was another rumor for RB, RB Leipzig wanting a, a, a winger, though, also. But anyway, sorry. Oh, go oh. ahead, Johnny. Avola, Leuinj, Napolonia, for oh, yeah. Garba, oh, yeah. Garbawinik. 
Oh, uh, we were linked to this guy before. Then they yeah, said we they were, weren't right? interested. Then they yeah. said they weren't interested, and now I guess He's we're a interested. Little, little Polak guy. Yeah, seven uh, million left. Left have, wing, right wing. We have two Polish fans left on back. Twitter. Yeah, the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and they he's said, been linked to big clubs. He's he's yeah. seems to be pretty talented. And they said they pretty he's pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I forget, I forget the name of our Twitter fan because he's he's always on the he's he's like a Sportingista from Poland. That I've never heard mm. of the thing, but mm. he is, and he, he loves is. Yeah. Oh, it says Acuna looks like he's uh, a straight regreso, so it looks like he's ready to come back. That's record. Yeah, he didn't practice today, but uh, I mean, the game's Friday. I imagine he'll be back yeah. in time. Yeah, he should. Yeah. But basically, basically, what that says to me, if the Polish guy, the left back, we, we mentioned that if Acuna goes because we have new new men's, but what if they both go and it's a replacement for both of them? I know. Shit. Wouldn't shock me, to say the least. And then yeah, Bohr has the backup because Nuno Menz was linked to Manchester United. Yeah. Chill, chill, chill. Well, who's I linked am... to Liverpool? I thought he was linked to Liverpool. Was it Liverpool? Oh, I thought it was uh, Manu because of the uh, Menz Bingu connection. Liverpool could take a mush back. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, okay. no, no refunds on Kamashu, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I, I think uh, we need a bigger refund on the Vieto than, than Kamashu, but Fuck, dude. And we only have 50% of that pass either. And so. just that, just for fucking seeing him there. I mean, Vieto, Vieto is pretty good, but he needs, to, he needs to get down with the program. I mean, and I think yeah. with, uh, with Ruben and Mourinho, it's uh, either you play or, or you're gone. Uh, yeah, we shall see. But one of the one other players that's been associated with Sporting has been Rubeton from uh, uh, Velez, uh, yeah. Argentinian yeah. lad. Yeah. So again, he's under our radar, and he looks like he's an interesting player. So let's see. Yeah, Let, let's is, see. Is Pedro Mendes getting a chance anytime soon? Now it's Sporar. Bro, he we'll got his next... 30 seconds last game. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see with – I think hopefully next season um, with more games, like more competitions, if we still do make Europa. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, last time we was in Europa. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Hopefully. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the kids, so I hope so too. I hope we don't really go out for another striker. We have enough. We have Sporar. We have oh, Minj. We have Marks coming back. We have Ruiz coming back. We should have enough. We have Dala. 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 Get going, man. Forgot about yeah. Dala. Yeah, Dala. Dala's yeah. huge. I love it. I, love I Dala. like Dala too. And I hope uh, Mourinho gives him a chance. Yeah. Uh, Even still- on the wing. Even on the wing. He can play both. He's ready, man. He's ready for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. He does well at Riwab. The only thing I don't like is he, he doesn't start Riwab either. He comes off the bench. So I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. He makes an impact off the bench, that which is which is good. It's at least good to see. It's not like, um, who am I thinking? Like uh, Gerald's when he was in Greece, or even Gerald's when he was in not Riwav, but uh, where was he last year? Uh, Frankfurt. You know, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't even come off the bench. You know, that that was Gerald. Ushiku, yeah. Ushik actually, every time he's been coming over, he hustles and he plays well and he gives it all. So I like what. The future, sure, yeah. Given he's been he's been impressive. 
And uh, I forgot to mention him before. So I want to see more from him, actually. Uh, since yeah. he's not going to come back, I'm, I'm hoping he gets more minutes. He's been, last game, I think he was given, what, 20 minutes uh, with the, the overtime? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, that was, and he was 20 solid minutes. He played defense. He he, he played well. I liked it. I like his explication, uh, his force. I like that. Yeah. 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 yeah he I, held I like it down. Him. He held it down. Yeah. 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 One thing I don't want us to forget is uh, one of our uh, biggest fans, Upito yes. Lee, uh, passed away. Uh, it don't yeah. matter. Do doesn't matter how. I mean, um, everyone has their own um, ideas of how he died, but uh, I'm not going to say it, but he was a grand Sportingista. So, Michael Dillon. He, he really was. So didn't he play? Or didn't he? Wasn't he part of the Natasson? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Atleta, the Olympic. And yep. then he became an actor. So, doing mm, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Sporting Easter, so. Yeah. it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Rest in power, Leo. Um, okay, we'll, we'll quickly go into um, to the predictions for next season, or for next week, I should say. Uh, or for Can this I just week, say really. one thing? Go for it. Rostovsky's garbage. Don't do my I'm boy sorry, like guys. that. Don't do I'm my sorry. boy like that. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm done with him. Yeah, I just had to put that out there. Fair enough. He's got I didn't black see last game. On. I don't know what he's doing out there. He's not very. He's poor. Just not with it, eh? No. Uh, Fair enough. The, the only thing I'm disappointed with Hitovsky sometimes he doesn't take a shot when he should take a shot. They, they yeah, I'll him. give him that. Yeah, I'll give him yeah. that. But that final, that final ball is always missing. Like yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I see what. I see what John I agree did. with that. I agree with and that. He, and he gets on my nerves with that too. He like, gets on my fucking nerves, man. Make a decision, god damn it. Cross the mm -hmm. ball, pick the ball. Exactly. And but he loses the ball. And I thanks too much. Yeah. Right. I think that's part of the reason why Amurin hasn't really started him, too, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. He's has been ruthless in that where yeah. in terms of players that don't seem to make uh, a good judgment. Like, yeah, exactly. Which hey, I, I more power to him. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, like he's probably like great that. in the locker room. He's great in the locker room, probably. You know, yeah. He's a likable guy. Oh, 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 he's, oh, a, he's a great athlete, in my eyes. I think he fights oh, for every ball. Oh, but but I, I see your I see your point. He's great in the locker room. For this, no? pay, pay me his salary, and I'll be great too, can I? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make everyone laugh. <laughs> Bring the case of the Super Bulk in, all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Moolin, I mean, you know what I mean. For sure. <laughs> Um, okay, I'll quickly go into uh, predictions for next week. I also we do have to mention it wasn't mentioned at all. Uh, completely slipped our mind, but or actually I guess it was mentioned right in the beginning. But Spartan obviously overtook overtook third. We were talking last week about our predictions of Braga and Family Kelm. I believe most of us went for a draw. I might have said a Family Kelm win, but it came out to be a zero zero draw, um, which obviously benefits Spartan. Um, tomorrow again, we'll, we'll go into the title race again because I do like talking about Portuguese soccer in general with you guys. Uh, Befica Santa Clara and then Porto Boa Vista. Um, big games for the title race. It seems like these, these guys love slipping up. Um, what do you guys think? I, I, I see two, two wins for both teams here. I think obviously the, the Sorian Befica is going to bend over to them. And then Boa Vista and Porto. There is a rivalry there, so we'll see if Boa Vista step up to the plate. But I think in past years or recent years, 
they haven't really done that much of a job against Porto. But what do you guys think, Johnny? I'll, I'll start. I'll start with you, dude. Uh, I mean, that's a derby right there, Porto Boavista. It's up in the air with that one for me. I don't think it's going to be, a, you know, as easy as people think for Porto. Uh, Boavista is coming off two winning, a two game win streak. Exactly. So yep. I could see a tie or something. Something's happening. Some drama. It- it's not going to be easy for Porto, as you've seen, you know, since we started back up again. Yeah. How about you, Steph? I think the Benfica Santa Clara, it's a no brainer. Benfica's going to win 4 nothing. Santa Clara's going to bend over big time. Yeah. It's a filial, por amor de Deus. No question. You think Santa Clara is going to, is going to, you know, tell. Uh, no no a, Vaseline. A casa main, I even buy in Rabat. Nah, those ones in Rabat, it's different. Uh, and then Porto Boa Vista. That's going to be an interesting game because, uh, like Johnny said, Boa Vista came off two wins, two big wins. So if Boa Vista scores initially, it could yeah. be ugly for Porto because Porto has been struggling, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with, uh, with the offense. So it's going to be a good game, man. The, yeah. You know, the Porto Boa Vista. Benfica Santa Clara, I'm not even going to watch that game. It's a waste of fucking time of my life. <laughs> you know, it, you know, for sure. You know, Santa Clara is going to bend over, you know. Oh, yeah. And if oh, Santa yeah. Clara wins or ties, then, you know, I'll shut the fuck up. I'll never do another podcast again. No, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know Cousin Pipe is a Saurian, and I know he really goes for uh, Santa Clara. So hopefully he can, you know, Call up a tea or something to fucking push was, these boys to do was, something. If I was with Suriano and Sportingista, I wouldn't support Santa Clara. I would. <laughs> I would. I would. I would not it's it's tough. It's tough to look at that symbol. Oh, man, no way. Because you know, I would say, you know what, shit. Unless you guys, you 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 cut the ties with Bifica. Other than that, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, and we are no fucking way. Yeah. Copycats. Christian Ando, what do you think of the of the title race of the Porto and Befica game? I think both teams are complete garbage. I think they suck. And I, it pisses me off that this year our team sucks even more. Tell, tell, um, me, tell me how you really feel, Like <laughs> I'm sitting there. Funny if we were a little bit closer. I'm, I'm legit sitting here yeah. going, like, we had to pick this year to suck that much more. When they suck that bad, um, Steph nailed it. Like Santa Clara is just gonna roll over and say thank you. Um, uh, Boa Vista, Portuguese. That's gonna be a little bit more interesting. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I, I can totally see. I can totally see them. I can see Porto screwing up. I know it's at the Dragon, but it doesn't matter. There's no fans. So home home games don't give a damn at this point. Um, but Porto's a little panicky. I think that it's more than obvious that. They can't figure out how to how to play offense this year. They they the Sergio Conceição's all over the place. I think he's just dying for the season to end. Um, and I also feel the same about Brumlage, man. I Befica wins this round or this week's jornada just because it's Santa Clara. There you go. The, I mean, other than that, like they're both garbage. They suck. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Chris? 
I actually take back that I wish it was a little bit closer because if they were like only seven points back as opposed to the 15, I think that they are, then we'd have false hope that a miracle could happen, especially if they're playing like the but, way that. But you know, as Sportingistas, we're good at math. So yeah, no, us, we would be counting yeah. it down and put on <laughs> Bro, you give us an opportunity hard. to whip out a formula and we'll figure out. I'm glad I don't have to mentally deal with that, to be honest. Because Yeah, I agree with you. This shit's exhausting. Because obviously it wouldn't happen, but it'd be like, oh my God, they're dropping points. This might yeah, actually but, Hey, I'm not going to lie. Like subconsciously, <laughs> when Bifico was still tied the other day, I did the math and I was sitting there going like, well, if they tie and we get another two points back. Every single game that's left. We have to make up five games, right? 15 points. So they need to drop five of the last eight games. Yeah. It's still possible. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. At least. I don't, I don't see At least. I don't, I don't they need to pretty much drop points in that league. They can they can afford to win like one or two of, of the last We can do it, guys. Games. I mean, hell. Both of them. That has to happen to both of them. Listen, I don't – yeah. Two five games. Come on. I don't think they're – yeah, the refs wouldn't let that happen. No, no. Especially if they lost like four, they'd be like, all right. We've let you know, go on. We would have the yeah. biggest coronavirus spike in, in the, the, that side of the Segunda Circle Live that we've ever seen. Like, those dudes would just show up and riot fans and everything would lose their absolute shit. You know for a fact that uh, if Bifika needs to win, the referees will uh, will play a big role in that. As we've seen. As we've seen more, more, more exciting, I don't know about you guys, more exciting for me has been uh, the, the game of uh, how many minutes a ref is going to extend it past 90 minutes to these guys, like – Seeing oh the like God. three minutes get thrown up, but then it's eight, nine minutes in every time. If they're it's like, tied oh, or losing, it's unbelievable. It's gone to the point where it's like, it's, it's hysterical yeah. and disgusting. Like I have to laugh out loud, legit. I even, I even video chatted my Mefica friend that I've known since we were both like three. And I was like, how many minutes did the ref six? I knew he was watching. He was like, bro, he said it was like his words. And I quote was like, the ref said it was like about eight. I was like, what? Bro, he said Porto got like, ten against that. Well, you know, yeah, bro. but see, it's already ingrained in their heads, bro. Yeah. They're already kind of like. Pico Porto, they losing. It's guaranteed. It's going to be seven, eight minutes. If they winning, it's going to be like four minutes. Uh, you know, if, if they, they're winning, it's like a, it's like a, it's four, like a FIFA game minutes. when you're playing yeah. and you get that ball on the on the offense. They blow that whistle right then and there. It's <laughs> like a damn yeah. disgusting in Portugal. Yeah. And uh, before we go into the preview of the Spartan game, another game, I think the game of the week, really, uh, the Mignot uh, derby between, uh, is it Braga Guimarães or Guimarães Braga? Braga Guimarães. Braga, of course, two points back um, and really struggling since uh, the start of the COVID, uh, I call it the COVID season, and really since letting go of Ruben Amorim, they've been struggling. And uh, Vitória Guimarães, nine points back. Uh, of course, they stole two. Well, not stole. They they tied us earlier uh, a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, it, it's one thing I have to mention. It's going to be sad to not see this game with fans. It's going to really because that's I think I, what makes this derby yeah. special is the fans. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, if you guys want to uh, chime in on on those in that game and want to give I, in the I, prediction, I. Being from Braga and all my family rooting for Braga as a secondary team, I've always sympathized with Guimarães, to be honest. I always got to be the odd man out. But um, so, A, fuck Braga always. I can't stand them. B, I like the passion that Guimarães fans bring to the table. And C, I hope Guimarães wins because fuck Braga always. And if I got to pick between the two, Guimarães all day. Um, yeah. And like you said, without fans, that that's not, you know, it's not a question. But that's become a really fun rivalry. Like, it's yeah. really passionate. Mm -hmm. 
it's it's good soccer usually um and people like to tune in on that and that's good to see too you know what i mean because you look at england and you look at other leagues that have those rivalries between those cities even though they're not competing for titles it's good for portuguese soccer if we can get those rivalries going between those smaller clubs even though they're not quote, quote, small but then you know they're not competing for titles yeah that's, agreed uh, that's, to that's, me that's, outside yeah. the big three rivalries that's the best one yeah. and i, I and that still tops a few uh, big three rivalries, I think. That, that's, that's, a, that that's, second third. that's a better yeah, derby. Same. That's a better derby than a Porto Boa Vista in, in way my, better. Yeah, now way, especially Porto Boa Vista back in the back in the late nineties when Boa Vista was actually like tight like title contenders. That that was pretty fun. Yeah. But um. Yeah, but that was really it. The the two years that was, it. Years, was, it. That was one, three to four years, years they competed. Vista, that was it. Yeah, yeah. The two years they competed. Two, three uh, years but actually, I actually went to a game in Guimarães. Uh, sporting. My dad's gone uh, to Sporting games games oh, wow. as well. Away at the Jose Alphonse Enrique, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Are you um, from up north too, man? I'm from Aveiro. Actually, oh, word. Steph, Steph, you grew up in Ilhavul? Uh Gafanya de Bovista yes. Okay. Because nice. I I'm right out I'm right by Ilhavul. I'm in I'm in like Vag, Sosa, I know what oh, nice. Oco, Carlosa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right over there. I'm Rest always in Mario Eduardo. Stadio, Mario Eduardo. Yes. Mario Eduardo. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Sad day for me. Right. I'm, I'm also from, I'm also from Aveiro. Are yeah. you guys really? You too, buddy. Stop. I'm also from Aveiro. Am I the only one up north? I'm like legit from Braga, like a little right. bit north of Braga. I don't know. Where are you from, I, Christian? I, uh, my grandpa's from uh, Family Camp, but our oh, family okay. lived uh, my the apartment that we always stay at, my aunt's in Benfica. Right in Lisbon. They speak wow. at the club. You said at the club? The, the neighborhood, neighborhood bro. Town, like the neighborhood, yeah. yeah. It was flooded. <laughs> wow. Um, something... <laughs> it's right by the uh, the stadium for um, Club club Football Benfica. I live like maybe one minute walk from. So that's the better Benfica club, let's be real. Colo Scalon, Uscullo is Uscalon. <laughs> I'm going home later, guys. <laughs> uh, 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 something interesting about Guimarães because people yeah. are not thinking about this. They still in the in the Liga Europa race because don't forget the fifth place will go to Liga Europa. The yes. uh, the final of uh, the Taça de Portugal is between Benfica and Porto, so it's guaranteed that the fifth the fifth place will go to Liga Europa. So they have. Guimarães is actually now in seventh place with 40 points, and uh, Family Count has 44, so it's doable for them. Even Riwab 41. Yeah. Riwab's also in that race, yeah. So Braga Guimarães is going to be a very interesting game because Guimarães wants to go to Liga Europa because to them it's money. Yeah, Liga, exactly. Liga Europa now pays good money as well. Not as much as Champions League. We know that. We know that. Guimarães but, deserves to be in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But family deserves. They deserve to be in the season. Yeah, yeah. So might have to sacrifice every while, unfortunately. But I think it's going to be a tie again. Braga Guimarães. I'm going to agree. Be great if Braga lost. Yeah, I think they tie again. They still they they continue winless. I don't see Braga losing four in a row, but they 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 drew. They tied the last two losses. They drew. Yeah. Oh, they did. Oh, okay. I hope they drop points. You mean, yeah. Yeah, drop I another point. 
I'd be hilarious if Custodio got fired before the season even ended. Custodio, Custodio is being he's being a great Sportingista. I like it. I do too. He was like he was a great he was great for us in the midfield. To be fair, the few he's seasons been, he played, he's doing even better now. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, he's doing some good work. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll quickly mention because Family Cowan is also in that race. They play Mureirense. Um, there's a relegation battle on Wednesday as well between Tondela and Passo, who we've seen. Um, now with Portimonis, uh, I mean, if we've seen that first goal uh, today, it was embarrassing. But I mean, <laughs> they're now they're now fighting to stay alive. I think they're four points from uh, from Passo. Yeah. Um, so you know they they have a chance there. And I quickly wanted to mention, of course, Riwav, I believe won yesterday. Or no, they play Stubal tomorrow. So also that Europa League race, a bunch of good games to watch. The the league's getting tight uh, from top to bottom. Um, but last and not least, of course, we have to talk about our Sporting. Um, as George Costa, uh, Josec Costa, George says, uh, predictions for Pastez de Belang versus Sporting. Are we going to eat them? And then, uh, of course, also from the real Alferkinski, whose Pastez de Belang are in the Distritais. We're playing Bissad, which is more like Us Fofus de Belage. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. What are you guys' uh, what are you guys' prediction? Like I, well, like we mentioned in the beginning of the show, uh Belenins Sad is gonna be used to having no fans. They've been playing with no fans for two seasons. They've been in quarantine for two seasons. How do you see this game going, guys? Uh, Johnny, I'll start it off with you, our special guest, dude. Oh, what place are they in? They are in. Unfortunately, higher uh, than I wish. 13. They're in 13. They're still not, I guess, 30 points is like the safe zone. So, or is it 32? We're going to run rampant. We do. They won a couple games right before the end of, right before the season got cut off. They won a couple games in a row and kind of got up a little bit. So, I wish that never happened because. Then they'd actually have a shot to go down, but unfortunately, I think they're probably safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna uh, run rampant. It's gonna be like four zip, bro. Yeah, Remember when I mean, we beat them eight one? We beat them eight one. Just about to say, yeah. Just about to say, yeah. I think last we, season we're, right towards the end. <laughs> we're trending upwards, and there's just so much more ceiling to get to. I think we're really gonna show out, like all guns blazing. Yeah. I, I can get behind totally obliterating them. I wish I could agree with with Johnny right there. I, that's like I want to. I dude, I want to think that we're gonna go ahead and just rank them like that. But so far, I haven't seen us play. Like one thing that I could take from Ruben Marine's game so far is like we're solid defensively, and mm-hmm. and and we're not there yet offensively. Maybe maybe this is the game we put it together, and I hope it is. Exactly, um, yeah. I think we do have a big game up our sleeves at some point where it all kind of comes together offensively, but I'm leaning more towards uh, like a two zero um, Sparty just plays solid and, and just keeps, keeps that momentum going. Just a very solid overall performance. Yeah, me too. I'll go with two zero Sporting Club Portugal 2-0 e Belém, whatever the name, the new name is. Pastéis Blend Fofos 0. Yeah. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with another two nothing win. I w- I hope we win six nothing because that's not even the real. Of I'm optimistic like that, guys. I just. I don't even know. I, I, I need you. To be fair, them. I don't respect them at all. They're not the real. No, me neither. That's a fake bullness. 
Stupid ass. The real exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Fuck them. The greediness of Blinus. Yeah, they were founded in uh, 2020 or something. <laughs> 19, 19. It's Como Outro Club. 1904, 1906. Eh, it's the same thing. That's not that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, but that's why, you know, to my Benfica friends, which I have a lot and they're good friends, I, I, I remind them all the time when they say, Benfica, ah, you just admitted you guys were founded in 1906. And then it's why are you saying that? Because if you say Sporting Lisboa, Benfica, then it's 1904. Yeah. Sporting Lisboa was in 1904. Well, that's why, like, I always tell you know how we always hate that Sporting is always considered Sporting Lisbon across, like, you know, Europe and shit. But every Benfica friend and family member that I know of, I always text them, like, Benfica Lisbon on everything because they can't say shit because that's their actual name. So I always, always call a Benfica my Benfica. No, but Nando, Nando, the Sporting Lisboa, it's a uh, an association that was founded in 1904. Benfica, just the name Benfica itself, was founded in 1906. Mm -hmm. The merge was done in 1907. So it, instead of sticking with the date of foundation of 1907, that's when the merge was, they picked the foundation date. That's history. They picked the foundation date of Sporta mm -hmm. Lisboa 1904. Mm -hmm. So you could, never, yeah. Yeah, you could never say, Eu sou Benfiquista, because then you're admitting you were founded in 1906. You always have to say, Eu sou um adepto Lisboa e Benfica. E Benfica. It's not. Well, damn, their, their whole emblem has it SLB, Sporta Lisboa e Benfica. No. Because when, when they say Benfica, I'm like, aha, millions of them that just admitted, thousands of them admitted they were found in 1906. <laughs> when they say Benfica, we all on cue, bro. É só para tu veres que eles já são mentirosos à nascença. Yeah, é verdade. They gotta be first, you know that. Eles gostam de colhões. Protesta. <laughs> anyways boys not, not that there's anything wrong with that anything is boys another great podcast i want to spend this uh a special thank you to again new york's finest johnny singero johnny buckets thank you so much thank man. you for joining us bro it's been a pleasure Appreciate as always thank you Nando, christian steph thanks again of course for Edward. another great podcast let's say all together on the count of three east Kellois. <laughs> Okay, I think it's just me that he said. I'm, I'm, I'm staying here now. Next week, I'll have a camera on. There we go. Uh, we'll hold you to that, bro. Yeah, we will. Guys, everybody heard that. Nando will have a camera next week. Uh, just want a special shout out to everybody in the comments. Jeff Hilario, Jose Costa George, all the way from Down Under, The Real, Alfred Kerkinski, Casa uh, de Paiva, Matt Paiva, of course. Uh, who else am I missing here? Juicebox Leal. Um, uh, am I missing someone else? Michael. Uh, we don't know your last name, but Michael, thank you for joining us, bro. And the first uh, comment was from Nasser Amirali. Thank you, Nasser. Everybody, please don't forget to follow us at Sparting160 underscore EN on Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, Sparting160 EN. I say this every week. One day we'll get back on it, I swear. <laughs> I swear. And... Um, and yeah, thank you all for watching and uh, Viva Sporting. Viva Sporting. Oh,